Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. This week's episode features Daryl Smith. The brethren uh, a couple weeks or so ago asked if uh, some of the elders could stand ready and minister something. I didn't really have anything on my heart. I looked to the Lord and didn't really have anything. Nothing was coming. The next week, nothing was coming. The next week, nothing was coming. So I um, uh, felt that I probably didn't have anything from the Lord. In fact, uh, we just got here a couple of nights ago. I, I probably had done the opposite. We were sitting in our chairs at home in our recliners watching the services on the on our TV. And uh, I thought, I said to Norma, you know, this uh, this spectator church is awesome. I kind of like this. <laughs> I was getting a little bit too comfortable. So... Uh, Lord has a sense of humor, and uh, here I am, the closer of the service of the uh, week. So the Lord put on my heart, he did put something on my heart, actually. Um, i got to get my eyes cleared here. My, I've got, I don't have the best eyes in the world. Me and Brother Omer, we share our eye stories. Uh, my eyes were so dry coming over here, I thought, boy, i got to put drops in my eyes. It's hard to read sometimes. But the anointing that was up here, and I was thinking to myself, I hope that anointing doesn't come on me because when it doesn't, can't stop weeping. So now I have the opposite problem. My eyes are too watery. But what, and you know, the church of tomorrow, when I look at these young people, when I sense the spirit on them, the anointing that's on them, even the children, the church is in, of tomorrow is in good shape. We have a lot to look forward to. We have a, there's a very bright future. So as I looked to the Lord, the only thing that came to mind was, I'm a chiropractor, by the way, if you don't know, uh, was a visit by a patient that I had recently. It was kind of interesting. And I kept thinking about this visit. And the Lord said, tell them about the visit. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so you, you uh, get to see uh, a visit from a chiropractor's perspective. And so I jotted down a few notes after, uh, when I started thinking about this because, you know, things get scrambled in your mind after a while. And um, so I wrote, wrote a few things down. I, I just love my job. Most of the time, yeah, I have a real high job satisfaction. It's very interesting, not technically from what you do, but more the people that you meet. Uh, I see maybe 30 people a day or something like that, more or less, and, and uh, each one is different. You get such a variety and a cross-section of the population. You get very rich, ultra-rich, very poor. You get big and you get little. You get smart and not, and you get the opposite. You get everything politically on both sides. So it's so interesting to talk to different people. You see what trends are happening in society and and to get a read for what's really going on. And that's probably my favorite part of the job. Uh, so this visit, this lady came to my office and she uh, had, a, had a rib out of place. I don't know if you've ever had a rib out of place or, or not, but if you have, you'll probably remember what it's like. She had a little more than that, though, I found out. Her soul was also out of place and misaligned. And this is not a new-agey thing, but something was off with her, with her thinking. 
So I'll give you a little bit of a, a history on this lady without breaking the Privacy Act. Uh, a little case study on her. She was probably 35, 40 years old. She, I've seen her for several years. She'd come maybe once a year, twice a year, every couple of years. Very pre- pre- pleasant lady. Very bright lady. I think she's probably Catholic, I got that feeling. She had two kids, had been through many relationships, and recently she was divorced. Over the years, um, as I'd seen her, she developed MS. Uh, her whole body was covered in tattoos. And I, I don't just mean, you know, some little bit of artwork that's decorative that people do. This was, this was different. Like she was covered, the sleeves and, and everything. I'd, a few years ago I saw her and she was quite large. Next time I saw her, a year or two later, I couldn't recognize her. She was so, so frail and thin. And then went back and forth. And, and so she had an interesting life. But today she said she had an arrow in her back. And this arrow was coming through her back and coming out the front, she said. And that's what happens with ribs, if you've ever had this problem before. Ribs are like bucket handles. There's a joint on the front and a joint on the back. And every time you breathe in, they go up. And when they breathe out, they go down. So they're in constant motion as long as you're alive and breathing. And every time you breathe, when you have a rib out of place or it's subluxated, it's called it, it hurts. It feels like a, uh, an arrow is going right through from the front to the back. So um, she said there's this huge pressure and this sharp pain she was getting. Many people mistake it for a heart attack. Sometimes you'll get them coming from the emergency after they get checked out. They say, no, everything's good with your heart. And, uh, and, it, and it can be a, a rib. So I started to treat her. She was laying down on the table and I was doing a bit of ultrasound and a bit of work on the muscles and so on. And, and then you have to do these certain little bit of just gentle little manipulation. And the results are usually quite quick and spectacular how how um, uh, quickly a person gets better. So I was, I was treating her, and I had her kind of roll over, and, and uh, suddenly she sits up. And she says, You're a man of God, aren't you? And I thought, well, where did this come from? This is, <laughs> you know, little things go through your head really quickly. Or like, are you with 60 Minutes, or you're a reporter or something, or work for the CB? What? And so I said, yes, I am. She says, I have a very, very serious question. And, and uh, she says, I need an answer. She says, I've, I called my priest, and he's not returning my calls. It's been a week or two, and I haven't gotten a call back. So I, I called to a couple different churches. I know they have ministers there, and uh, neither of them have called me back yet either. If you're a man of God, can you help me? And uh, I said, well, well, what is it? She said, I believe God is punishing me, and he has been since I was 18 years old. I said, why? She said, well, when I was 18, I did something very bad, very, very bad. And since then, God has given me MS. My son has problems. You can tell he's a little on the spectrum. Uh... Her daughter, five-year-old daughter, was diagnosed with brain cancer. She was getting treatment for it and appeared to be in remission. The sweetest little girl, she was there that day. Uh, She's recently divorced. She's been through many abusive relationships, and the problems just keep coming and coming and coming. She kept talking. She said, 
And I've hurt a lot of people in the past too, and a lot of people have hurt me. She said, but I've forgiven all of them. I went through all of them, and I've, I've forgiven them all. She said, because I know the Bible says that if you don't forgive others, you can't be forgiving yourself. I said, that's right. That's what it says. But why do you think God's punishing you? Because God won't forgive me. And I said, why? He won't forgive me because I can't forgive myself for what I've done. So that means God can't forgive me either. It says if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven, and I can't forgive myself. She says, I don't know what to do, and it's killing me. The poor lady, she was very downcast. Um, We heard about downcast yesterday. Somebody ministered on that. We uh, talked in the Edmonton Assembly about sheep and shepherds and things like that not long ago, and about sheep. You probably know this, maybe, but when a when a sheep sheep have to be standing up or laying on their on their legs. If a sheep falls over or goes on its back, they cannot get up. And the the term they use for that is called cast. So that's where the term downcast comes from. If a sheep gets cast, it'll lay there for hours. Maybe days. They say a sheep will last maybe two or three days before it dies because it becomes so bloated. Its intestines stop working and, and it becomes so bloated that it'll die. Also, it becomes prey for the um, whatever creatures and vultures or whatever might be flying around. They'll, they'll attack it and devour it. So if it's not for the shepherd helping them up, that sheep will die. This lady seemed to be in that situation almost. She said this is killing her. And uh, so she was a very vulnerable, downcast sheep, it seemed. She was seemed to be stuck in what appeared to be kind of a logical but impossible trap. It was like a, a loop, a catch-22. You've got to do one thing before the other can happen, but she couldn't do that first thing. She couldn't forgive herself. So what do you say to a person like that? I didn't know especially because what she was saying kind of made sense to me. So I did what I do when I get in situations like that. I said, quietly, invisibly, Lord, help me. Lord, help. So I called out to him, and I asked her, do you believe that God can forgive you? She didn't know. She said, no, I don't think so, as long as she couldn't forgive herself. Suddenly, God started to put scriptures in my mind. So I quoted them to her as they came. You know, our ministries are kind of funny. I find myself that day-to-day, you don't even know you have a ministry. Like, you know, uh, these ministries don't seem to be necessarily functioning, but they're kind of in the background. And uh, they come into action as you need them. This fellow that was was up here uh, three or four days ago, the, the elderly gentleman with gray hair, Brother Zimmer, I think is his name. He was very excited, and he told me something which I never forgot. He said, uh, when they prophesied over me, they said that you have the gift of faith. And he said, that gift will be 
will come into action when necessary. It's not like you're a huge ball of faith walking around, but as necessary, that gift will come into action, come into play. And, and that's what I find too. And that's what seemed to happen here because I had nothing for this lady. But suddenly the scriptures started to come to mind. This is what I said to her. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A-L-L, all unrighteousness. This very, very bad thing at 18 years old. I said, have you confessed this, that Jesus is your Lord? She said, yes. The next scripture came, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. If God is for us, who can be against us? Not even yourself. You can be against yourself, but you cannot be against God. God is for us. If our hearts condemn us, he is greater than our hearts and our hurts. Plus, I said, you know, the Bible doesn't even say that you must forgive yourself first before God can forgive you. And she just stared at me, kind of emotionally, intently stared at me. So I thought, uh, well, she's Catholic, so maybe a guilt trip will help. Um, I said, are you mightier than God? She said, no. I said, have you ever heard of the term blasphemy? She says, yes, but I'm really not sure what it is. I said, well, it, the definition of blasphemy is insulting God and putting yourself in God's place, making yourself equal to or higher than God. The devil tried this, and he continues to do that. So I stopped talking. She was quiet. I was quiet. And uh, suddenly she got this <laughs> this look on her face <laughs> like she'd won the lottery. And she had this joy that overwhelmed her. It just swept across her face. She said, this makes sense. This makes me so, so happy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're both both smiling. You know, if she knew the song, which I'm sure she doesn't, I'm happy to say, so happy today. I hope I never lose that first love that I have for the Lord. You remember those days when you look back in your life and you just love the Lord that you just weep and you could sing to him for hours? Well, she was like that. She was so happy. So the treatment was over. And uh, when leaving the room, she said, oh, I feel so much better. The pressure is gone. And I said, yeah, the ribs should settle down now and you should be able to breathe a lot easier and without any pain. It'll probably take about a day to fully recover, but it should be a lot better. Usually one treatment, two will, will fix it. She says, yes, I know, but I meant the weight, the burden that I carried all these years lifted off of me. She says, it's gone. And so she was just beaming when she left. And uh, coincidentally, I had a, a, forgive, a book on forgiveness, uh, that total forgiveness book many of you have read. Just an, an excellent book that addresses so many instances. So I got that out for her and, and gave that to her. And, and um, you know, I heard a quote from Nelson Mandeli, Mandeli, maybe you've heard the same one. He said, not forgiving someone is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. 
And that's also true about not forgiving yourself, especially when God has forgiven you. That's like drinking your own poison, or the devil's poison, really. So this testimony uh, that I'm giving you today is uh, not about myself or even this person, but it's about the power of God's Word. And when He puts the Word in your heart uh, at the at the right time, I love that song that you just sang, Sister, uh, about he- healing hearts. And I thought, oh, it's too bad this lady couldn't be attending here with us this week uh, or in the services. She definitely can't now that I've told her story. <laughs> you know who she is. But, uh, you know, that song that you sang, the song that the lady sang last night, that would have ministered to her so greatly. The song that was... Uh, Started he shall, Kelly, you started that one yesterday. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. As I was listening to that, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall carry the lambs in his arms, in his bosom. He sh- it ended with, he shall, j- that are with young. Well, that was this lady. She could have heard that. All the mums here. And she would be one of them. Just healing comes with these songs. We don't realize it. You know, we eat our carrots at lunch and we eat our vegetables and you don't realize that you're eating beta proteins and that you're our beta carotenes and you're eating proteins and this is working in your body and building your bones and your muscles and all the fibers and your thyroid and, and you don't have a clue that this is happening. You just know whether it tastes good or not. That's what it's like when we come to services and you go to, why do you think the Lord says, do not forsake the gathering together yourselves? You're getting spiritual nutrients that is building you. He will, he will, uh, how did it go again? Gather the lambs in his arms and, 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 uh, lead those that are with young. You know, uh, I was adding up the other day how many how many people I've seen patient visits, and it's over two hundred thousand. So I've seen a lot of because I've done this thirty four years or something, and it's it, I've seen a lot of mums, a lot of dads, a lot of good ones, and a lot of bad ones. And I have never seen the mums like we have here. These are the best in the world. Here and in our assemblies, you don't realize it, you know. You, you just take things for granted when we see each other week after week. How they deal with their kids, how they love one another, husbands and wives. This brings a continuous healing constantly. And on top of it, we get to partake of communion every week, Brother Brian. <laughs> it's good every week. I'm not sure why it's every week either, but it's... It, we, I think we need it every week. It brings healing too. We're to confess our sins to the Lord and examine our own hearts. So we are blessed amongst, most blessed amongst all people, I feel. And I wish he could have heard that song that was sang the other day too. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. I'm so happy today. Oh, it could go on and on and on.
every service has healing like that in it if 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 uh, it's required we're just blessed beyond measure beyond measure and the the future that is here is unbelievable we are so blessed lord bless you all if you would like more information about the moving of god's spirit or resources for your spiritual life please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org Thank you.